What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Why should everybody join the military? That every one of our kids should go to war. The military spends $3 billion a year trying to recruit 100,000 kids. We probably are getting after capitalism and we could talk every day about the border we could talk about ukraine we could fight over this thing over that thing let's get our own house in order and we lost a person we found him 150 miles away he had drifted everybody's doing intermittent fasting everybody's on this peptide everybody's not drinking anymore so i see it but it's an entrepreneur crowd it's a totally an entrepreneur crowd everybody listens to the podcast if you could look back and you could tell your 20 year old self one thing what would that thing be Welcome to Success Story. I'm your host, Scott Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. They supported the show for over two years now, and I've used HubSpot for the majority of my professional career. One of the most useful tools that is included in the HubSpot suite of products is Sales Hub. Sales Hub is an all-in-one platform built with the tools and insights that you need to communicate on a personal level with every lead, every prospect, every customer. It doesn't matter what kind of business you're building, Sales Hub makes it easier to close more deals and drive more revenue. If you're looking for a better way to acquire customers, and we all are because that is the lifeblood of our business, if you're looking to make smart, data-driven decisions, increase visibility, productivity, predictability of your revenue, you got to look at Sales Hub. It can organize and sort deals in your pipeline. It creates reminder tasks for your most important deadlines. It manages leads. It automates outreach. It tracks and closes deals all in one place. And on top of that, it's free to get started and it grows with your business as it scales. There's 1,300 integrations and a ton of valuable add-ons. Customize it exactly to your needs. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no longer a big deal. Go to HubSpot.com sales and try it for free. Joe, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, my pleasure. So even before we started, we we're talking about a cu- couple things that you wanted to go into this one talking point that I thought will really hit home. Why should everybody join the military? Look, if this was if this was the 19, early 1900s, the 1700s, I would say we need more Netflix, more penicillin, and more couches. I would suggest that's what we sell more of. In the world we live in today, especially in the United States, and I've lived all over the world with my family, we are fat, we are sick, we are undisciplined, 
We lack motivation. The couches are overused. We're with too much screen time. It's no wonder everybody's depressed. There's over half a million psychologists needed just to like talk to people because we have too much free time. We got to take these young kids, mine included, and give them some purpose, give them some discipline, have them learn how to make their bed. I'm not suggesting for all the idiots that are going to comment on this, that every one of our kids should go to war. Like, I know that is, a, you know, that is what happens when you're in the military, but um, there's also a lot of benefits that come out of it as well. And when you look at the data and you look at our children today, there's not a sidewalk being used. There's no kids playing in parks. Mm -hmm. They don't look like they used to look and, you know, whatever. Um, I would say what? put every kid in the middle. Now, if I had my, if I could do anything, if I could snap my fingers, right. I would say, and I'm, you know, I was with a general on Sunday. I, I meet with the Pentagon. I would say, let's do like a two-year deal where where kids don't have to commit for six or more years. Let's let's give them two years right out of high school, pay for their college those two years. If they want to stay in longer, they can. Let's level them up as human beings. Let's make them proud of this country. Let's make the country proud of them. It's a layup. It is a layup. Anybody who comments and says, that's ridiculous. I can't believe this. Here's what they're going to say. Your, your listeners are going to say, I don't like the current leadership. And, you know, it's a it's bullshit. And and there's people behind the scenes that are that are pulling lever. Like, I get it. I get it. You don't like the leadership. But like, do you like the kids? Do you like where they're going? Do you think they are the same uh, level that kids were in the 1930s, 40s, 50s? You think they have not, not even not even 20 years ago, not, not even, even 20 so, years. So like, what are we talking about? Uh, presidents are going to change every four or eight years. Leadership's going to change. Uh, wars come and go, and they've been coming and going for thousands of years. Like, we can't do anything about it. Eventually, hopefully, it fizzles out. We stop killing each other. But in the interim, could we level each other up so we at least know how to make our bed in the morning and know how to drink a green juice and go to bed early? Like, I, I don't understand. How did we? How did we get so soft? in terms of physical fitness, in terms of doing hard shit? We haven't prioritized those things, right? Like, so again, I'm not like you and I and business people that are type A personalities that are getting after it every day. We're probably not going to become teachers. We probably are getting after capitalism and business. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. one is wrong and one isn't. But that type A personality that wakes up early, gets in the cold plunge, drinks more water, eats more salad, likes to do push-ups. Most cases, most not it's not you know it's a generalization. They're not the people in academics. Sure, there's a PE teacher here and there, but like and so, what happened when there was like a budget shortfall? Get rid of PE mm -hmm. because the people making the decisions didn't do push-ups to begin with. So they didn't prioritize. They didn't op optimize for that. More math, less push-ups. I get it. But when you look at the data and you look at the science and you look at our biology, actually, actually, if you take kids and you have them do more PE and a little less math, they actually do better in math. It's no, it's no surprise that if you move blood around, the brain gets a little fresh blood. It's a little easier to understand 
The man, if you sit there all day and you're loaded up on ice cream and garbage and you didn't get any sleep last night and you don't do any physical <laughs> fitness, math becomes a little more complicated. And you know that there's a whole bunch of things that come from competitive sports that help in the business world and the career world and in life. Like everybody who I know that is killing it at business played some sort of competitive sport growing up. And I'm, I'm, a CEO. I'm a CEO. I'm a founder. I know a lot of founders. I worked for a long time on Wall Street. Uh, companies love athletes. You hire an athlete from a good school. They've proven that they've got perseverance. They've proven that they understand teamwork. They've proven that they can go through tough times, good times. So like how we don't have a mandate in this country, like, like JFK tried to do, you know, presidential fitness, whatever, you know, Obama did their thing, whatever, but it's all, it's all bullshit because we could talk every day about the border. We could talk about Ukraine. We could fight over this thing, over that thing. Let's get our own house in order. Yeah. Start by making everybody do 30 burpees in the morning, take cold showers. Let's start with that. You know, it's funny. So that the thought, the lens that we look at life through, like the lens of somebody who is in the gym, is waking up early, is committing, played sports, whatever, that lens skews our perception. And I, I was listening again to some of your origin stories and how you assume that something like 50,000 people would love doing all these endurance sports and, and you know, going on these multi-mile hikes and runs and uh, swims and whatever. And that's not the case, or that wasn't the case initially. That's actually what really hurt when you were trying to build out Spartan, like in its first couple of years. And I think that we don't realize how bad it's gotten because the people that can change and the people that do have the, uh, you know, the, the positions of power, the people that do have the positions of influence, they're all type A personalities. So their, their reality is not the reality of the average person who's overweight and depressed and sad. And I don't think they realize it's as big an issue as as it really is in the U.S. especially. And you see that more when you go abroad. You see that more when you go to Europe. I, I don't spend a lot of time in Asia, but you see that, I'm sure, when you go to Asia. I, I lived, I told you, I lived all over the world. And every time I came back to any city in the United States, when I landed in the airport, didn't matter what city, everybody's three times the size. The, yeah. drinks, the drinks are three times the size. The amount of food being served is three times the size. Uh, the amount of uh, steps being taken are three times less. We are fat, sick. And by the way, we're so smart as Americans that now we're putting fat, unhealthy people on the cover of magazines and we're showcasing that as okay. Mm -hmm. we, are, we are idiots. We're idiots. And, and I'm not taking shots. I'm just saying, don't normalize that. Normalize what it means to do the work and be fit. Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a it's a it's a symptom of a lazy of a lazy generation it's people don't want to do the work they want handouts here's they don't the want to put in the, the hours thing. i i didn't know i'm sorry i'm all amped up on this you, 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 no 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 i love it because I, I you know we're kindred spirits but i mean it's something that has to be said because I, I i didn't know this everybody listening listen up the human brain does it is more motivated to avoid discomfort than it is to chase sex or food or drugs or rock and roll. It's the number one motivator for a human being is the avoidance of discomfort. You go to bed, you say you want to work up, wake, uh, work out in the morning, you wake up and you want to make some coffee. You want to just scroll on your screen. That's your brain trying to avoid the hard work of working out because you're going to expend energy and that's dangerous for the brain. 
5,000 years ago, expending energy without knowing where your food was coming from was a dangerous thing to do. Our legacy hardware and software has not changed in these 5,000 years. We are still being protective of doing hard things, eating high caloric foods because we don't know when we're going to get our next meal. It wasn't designed for this, this world we live in where we have you know 5,000 calories at our fingertips all day long. And we have couch, like there's no, there's no danger in going to the gym. There's no danger in taking a cold shower. There's no danger of running outside while it's raining. You're not going to drown. So, so yeah, it's not the next generation. <laughs> so, okay. So no, but how do you, so how do you fix it? I know, I know your story. I maybe give the, the listeners a little bit of background of, of where you came from. And I thought it was interesting because even when your mom adopted an early, healthy, healthy, new age lifestyle when you were growing up that was so against what you knew and i'm curious how even though there was such a i guess a knee-jerk adverse reaction to when your mom adopted that lifestyle and brought it into your house you still ended up pursuing a path of health wellness fitness so you've been exposed to both sides of it you've obviously adopted this this, this lifestyle and you've built a business around it can you sort of connect the dots going backwards as to what turned you into who you are now with all the different experiences that you that you had growing up? You know, I created a video yesterday. We'll just send them to that. <laughs> I created a video yesterday and I was thinking, everybody needs to understand what I'm about to say, which is how did you get your operating system, your lifestyle, whoever it is that's listening how did you get to where you are, the, the way you sleep, the way you live, the way you eat? How did you get there? Most of you didn't have the advantage I, I had, which was my mom. And, and we'll go into that in a second. Most of you, including me, right? We got bombarded with advertisements, with companies wanting to sell us stuff, with somebody really smart on Madison Avenue coming up with a TV dinner, or an advertisement where doctors promoted cigarette smoking or you know baby formula rather than breastfeeding because breastfeeding was barbaric most of the things we learn we learn from companies and commercial advertisements right phones you you like that's where we get our information from we're not sitting around the way our ancestors did with a shaman, somebody in a teepee, some ancient Chinese medicinal doctor in China teaching us the way of the world and how to operate, right? We don't, we don't learn that way. We, haven't, we, we don't operate that way. Now, my mom, living the traditional commercial lifestyle, smoking cigarettes, and we were eating raviolis, and men that were 50 are smoking cigars and fat and soon to be dead, she walked into a, a health food store in the 70s and she her, wanted to save her mom. Her mom had cancer and she ran into a yogi who didn't learn it the way we the way I just described. He didn't learn it from billboards and magazines and Instagram. And he said, you're, you're living all wrong. You want to save your mom. You're living all wrong. You, you got to meditate. What's meditation? You got to do yoga. What's yoga? You got to become a vegan, eat more salad. What's that? Why? You got to run. This yogi believed in long distance running. And, and so my mom soaked it all in, came home, threw out the sausage and peppers, much to my grandfather and I's frustration. I remember the day and completely changed her life around and anybody else she convinced to change their life. 
And so I didn't the want 70s to too. Yeah, I didn't want any part of that. I mean, I got yeah. monks in my living room with beads. They're chanting. I can't explain that to my Italian friends who bring it over <laughs> eggplant parm sandwiches. And we're like, we're going to watch Jaws on TV or, or um, Scarface, right? Like, like this is all weird shit. I don't want any part of that. And so I, I pushed back hard for many, many years. I went the traditional route. I somehow landed on Wall Street. And before you know it, I didn't feel healthy. I, you know, became very superficial. I'm sitting there typing, sitting in a screen, not feeling healthy, getting yelled at by clients or yelling back, whatever it was. It just was not a healthy lifestyle. And I, I stumbled upon my mother's teachings again. And I started doing yoga. And oh my God, I came out of a hot yoga class. I was like, I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today's show is brought to you by 1Password. Now listen, we all have that one friend who's constantly forgetting passwords and needing help to get into their accounts. I have a solution. It's called 1Password. 1Password is the award-winning password manager trusted by millions of users and companies like IBM and Slack to keep logins, credit cards, and other private info safe in an encrypted vault that only you can access. No more sticky notes with passwords or using the same password everywhere. I've been using 1Password for a year now, and I can't recommend it enough. It saves me time from having to reset passwords and gives me peace of mind knowing my info is secure. With convenient features like automatic password generation and login autofill, 1Password takes the hassle out of passwords. 
You can use it on all your devices, iOS, Android, Mac, PC. Everything syncs seamlessly. And with top-notch security audits and encryption, your data stays private. So do yourself a favor and check out 1Password today. Go to onepasswordcom Clary and get a two-week free trial. Let 1Password remember all of your logins for you so you can remember what really matters. That's onepasswordcom Clary for two weeks free. I feel like a brand new human being. It's unbelievable. And I signed up for a crazy race. And in the middle of the race, I was like, oh my God, I feel alive. This is incredible. And, and I did more and more and more of it. I have a very addictive personality and I went crazy with races all over the world. And I wrote people in, friends and family. I lied to them. I said, hey, come this weekend. I got a barbecue on the farm. We're going to do a barbecue. And I'd wake them up at 5 a.m. And they'd say, <laughs> why are we waking up at 5 a.m. for a barbecue? I said, well, we got to carry the barbecue up the mountain. And they didn't know they were the ones being barbecued. But but we would we would do stuff like that, and people would change, just like I did, and they would feel alive, and we'd have great stories to tell. And I thought, man, I wonder if I could do this as a business. So 20, 24 years ago, first race I ever put on was down in the British Virgin Islands, because we're Richard Branson around, around his island, and we lost a person. We had um, a team setting up rope climb out of rope climbs out of the ocean. It's called coastaleering. And he cut himself and we sent him back to Tortola to get stitched up. And unbeknownst to us, his engine didn't start on his little dinghy boat and uh, he drifted away. And, and eight days later, the team figured out they hadn't seen him in eight days. And we got Branson's helicopter. My father-in-law was FBI. He jumped in the helicopter with Branson's pilot. We got the Coast Guard. And luckily, we found him 150 miles away. He had drifted, and he was on a little, little Tobago, which is a deserted island. And he was eating crabs and drinking water from water bottles that had drifted there as well. And and so anybody smart would have said, I'm not going to put on races for a living. I'm not good at it, and this is too dangerous. But I'm a glutton for punishment, so I started putting on races one after the other, and here we are today. You did this for you did this for ten years. You did this for ten years before it really, really took off. Um, maybe even just walk through some of the things that that you learned in those ten years. Probably a lot, but more importantly, what did work? What was that human primal instinct that you tapped into that first race after ten years that I think attracted some seven hundred people? Well, it didn't work. Again, I didn't understand the biology, the chemistry of the human being. I was having so much fun with it. I wanted to be a part of these adventurous moments, but other people were scared. They didn't want to do the uncomfortable. Their subconscious was telling them, don't do that. Too dangerous, too scary. That's going to require us to wake up early in the morning. That's going to require exercise. That's going to require eating healthy, putting down the drinks. Your brain is shutting that lifestyle down before you can even get it going. That's why New Year's resolutions don't last. So so I could not and and I had the format all wrong. I mean I was pushing 350 mile races back like it was just way too much for people to get their head around. 2010, after 10 years of losing money doing this, I decided to put on a a shorter distance race, a three mile race, much more inclusive much more attainable and it worked 
700 people showed up in Vermont. That was more people. That was more people than I had in the entire 10 years before that, literally. And 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 then 1,400 and 2,000, and before you know it, we were in 45 countries or doing all this crazy shit. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, the Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot podcast network. So if you like this show, you'll love some of the other shows in their network. One of my personal favorites is the Hustle Daily Show. It brings you a healthy dose of irreverent, offbeat, and informative takes on business and tech news, and you guessed it, every single day. Some of their recent episodes that were my personal favorites, how AI is making fake IDs, how to meet your favorite CEO for a few thousand dollars, and also how TikTok is turning into an online mall and starting to replace QVC. If you love business, if you want to get it daily, listen to the Hustle Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, like you do a, you do a shorter race, you do a three-mile race, people come out... What? What makes people what makes people stick with something like this? Like we, I still want to get to that thing that sort of ingrains this in somebody, turns it into a lifestyle, so it's not just a New Year's resolution. You said the first race, it's like exhilarating, it's it's fun, it it pushes you to the brink. But how do you get somebody to do this? And the reason why is then we're gonna sort of take this and think about how to apply it to society. How do we take a lesson that you've learned in 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 Spartan and in, in the Spartan race, and I think you've done the death race too, and you built a whole, you know, ecosystem around this um, that we can sort of take and and copy paste so that people are less fat and lazy. Well, listen, I've taken the approach. I had a guy come up to me once at a race, and he said to me, "Hey, I just want to let you know," and he started crying. He said, "I'm a veteran." He said, "I'm a firefighter," and I've gone through some really dark moments. And I was going to take my life about three weeks ago. But I remembered that I had this race on the calendar with friends. And I said, let me at least go to the race. So you saved my life. And so I said, listen, uh, you're not going to die on our watch. You now have free races the rest of your life. You always have a race on the calendar. I never want to hear, you know, uh, this story again. And so my point is, um, this service we provide, I could provide for the entire country the entire world everybody could come out and race on me I, they don't they don't need to pay me do i have to get paid to make it sustainable of course i do but you know the military spends three billion a year trying to recruit a hundred thousand kids and they run ads and billboards and they have people in offices hoping somebody walks in imagine if the military partnered with spartan and all the races we put on and imagine if they gave us some decimal dust numbers that they wouldn't they wouldn't even miss, right? And and we, in turn, said to the nation, all right, you don't want to sign up for two years. You don't want to sign up for six years. How about one day? Could you do one day? Could you handle one day? And we got everybody in the country to crawl under barbed wire and climb a rope and just get outside their comfort zone. And in that process, maybe they ate more salad, they drank more water, they went to bed early, if we just gave them a taste of what I know is unfucking believable, mm -hmm. uh, we've got a shot. We got a shot at turning turning the country. But, but, you know, I, the latest numbers. I think it's, I think it's eighty eighty five percent of kids seventeen to twenty four wouldn't even qualify for the military. They wouldn't even qualify. So like that number is going to be over ninety percent in four or five years. 
What's your plan? Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Country, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you're gonna, I, I know what parents do. I'm a parent. I know what parents do. Shut them up. Give them a phone. Shut, shut them up. Give them an iPad. Shut them up. Give them a donut. Like, what's your plan? We got to close that border. It'd be great to close the border. But like, is that really like we could do, we could only do one thing today. Maybe let me get everybody to do a burpee. <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, they don't even like there. there is no right now. I mean, you're in this world, so you know it. There is no like national like sort of benchmark for fitness, right? It's like schools one burpee. do their own. Let's do just one burpee. Can everybody do yeah. one burpee every day? They don't even do that. One yeah. pull up. And then you got the whole mental health aspect too. You got mental health aspect. I mean, of course, listen, if you eat a bunch of shit food, which Mm -hmm. is what our country does, bunch of processed garbage food all day, every day, and you don't move. I mean, what happens if you take a glass of, I used to clean swimming pools when I was a kid and a swimming pool is 20,000 gallons of water. Human body is like 13 gallons of water. 20,000 gallons of water, it has a pump and it has a filter. Imagine if in your swimming pool, you got one in your backyard, it's 20,000 gallons. Imagine every day if I came by and I dropped French fries, hamburgers, donuts, and coffee in the pool. The pool would be pretty green pretty quickly, especially pretty by the way, especially if I turned the pump off and I stopped running the pump and filter. So now I'm dumping all this shit in your pool every day. I turn the pump off. That's 20,000 gallons. You're only 13 gallons. You got a pump and a filter too. Your pump and filter is shut off because you're not moving. Mm-hmm. You're stuffing all that shit in your face every day. What's your pool look like? You think you're going to be depressed? Of course you're going to be depressed. Your brain is swimming around a bunch of black crud. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm on fire today. I'm like a madman. I don't know what's going on, but I'm pissed. No, you, well, listen, dude, it's better to be pissed than to, to not give a shit. I mean, I give a, I give a shit. I know I you do. Shit and I get so friggin' upset. There is not a person in the world that could email me. I give everybody my email, joeaspartan.com. Hey, Joe, love to do your race. Don't have any money. No problem. Race on me. I'll let everybody race. I don't care. Right. But, but no. No, I can't. I can't. I, I got whatever the excuse is. Yeah. I can't. I, I'm going to get fit once I have more time. I'm going to start eating healthy once I, what's the excuse now? You all work from, everybody works from home now. You don't have time? It's just bullshit. It's it's people that they don't want to, they don't want to commit to it. I mean, it's it's easy when you've been doing it your whole life. Like I said, like the the lens that we look at life through is very different. Not to say that it's hard to start, but I mean, for us, it's just maintenance. For us, it's easy. For us, it's routine. And it's like that. You have to like break people's shitty routine and shitty habits so they get into it. That's what I don't know how to do. It seems so simple, but it obviously doesn't work because people aren't doing it. You don't know. You're too young. We have to make it. I didn't wear a ski helmet when I skied as a kid. I didn't wear a bike helmet when I biked as a kid. I didn't wear a seatbelt. Cigarettes were pretty normal. We figured it out as a society. We made seatbelts cool. We made bike helmets cool. We got to make fitness really friggin' cool. And I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what could solve it in two seconds. If Google really had an interest, if Google and Facebook came together, they could solve the problem globally in about two minutes. All they got to do is have your screen go black unless you take a three minute walk, 
speak one word of another language, do a math problem and a burpee. Screen's black, <laughs> get your shit done, and, you, and your screen goes back on. You can still call emergency phone numbers, but so, like, it would change the whole world. You know, there's another there's another issue that I, I'm curious about your opinion on because there's so many health gurus that also make the issue more difficult than it has to be because everybody has dogmas and everybody has this diet and that diet and eat like this and train like this and try this and cold plunge and red light sauna and this peptide and what and there's so much shit out there that I also think it gets overwhelming. I think it does get overwhelming for, for people. Listen up, that's a really good point. Listen up, guys. My office here has 40 companies that have, you know, Normatec boots, red light therapy, hyperbaric chambers, mm -hmm. all kinds of shit. The Adidas founding family invested in these 40 startups. They're really cool technology. And I'll walk around with you if you want. And every one of these founders, every one of these companies, I'll say, hey, it's a really cool gadget, but sorry, customers, you don't need it. Just sign up for a race. Hey, that's really cool red light. Sorry, customers, you don't need it. Sign up for a race. All you got to do is sign up for an event doesn't even have to be my event. Sign up for yeah. any event that's outdoors, that's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to get plenty of sunlight. You're going to be connected to the earth. You're going to hopefully get really, really cold, really, really tired. You're going to get a good night's sleep. You're going to eat it. like all those things. You're just trying to buy your way out of mm -hmm. your laziness. That's what you're trying to do. I want to buy my way out of my laziness. I don't want to do the work. Is there anything that you actually, outside of all the gadgets and the diets and the fads, is there anything that you, who lives and breathes this every single day, has said, this is so important, a certain diet, a certain thing Wake you've up tweaked in the morning. In your... I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm fired up. Wake up in the morning. <laughs> Dude, I don't give a shit. Go for it. <laughs> Wake up in the morning early before the sun comes up. Obviously, if you work the night shift, hopefully you don't, you figure it out. But, but everybody else, wake up before the sun comes up, before you brush your teeth, drink a bunch of water, swish it around in your mouth, get those microbiomes, get, get the bacteria in your mouth, into your stomach before you poison everything with the toothpaste we use. Then, then go, if you don't have a cold plunger or a river outside your house, go take a cold shower, first thing. Then go do your workout, sweat like hell. Make sure you're drinking a ton of water right? Don't go right to the coffee. Make sure you're drinking a ton of water. Get your sweat on. Take your shower again afterwards. Get to work. Hustle all day. Eat more salad and get to bed early. Now, I'm not going to tell you you can't eat a burger. You can't eat. Just eat more salad. And I'm not saying don't turn your salad into a pizza like everybody does. Eat a salad. Eat more salad. That's it. Um, you, can still eat, you can still eat your other things and be Look, just stay away from processed food. The more boxes, um, the more packages, uh, the more garbage. Eufy is sponsoring today's video. They reached out to me. I tested out their video lock. It is a game changer. I'm going to paint a picture for you for why I'm so excited to work with them. So you're getting home. Your arms are loaded with groceries or packages or boxes or everything. And your keys are in your pocket. This drives me nuts. This happens all the time. I upgraded to the Eufy Video Lock. Fingerprint, tap, I'm inside. And honestly, I also feel way safer. It's got this awesome built-in camera. So whether it's a package delivery or late night Uber order, I see exactly who's there right from my phone. There are no more mystery knocks. And the best part, 
This thing was such a breeze to set up. There's no wires, there's no drilling. Uh, there's also no monthly subscription fees. So if you are done fumbling with your keys, because I definitely am, search for Eufy Video Lock or head over to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Your front door, your sanity. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Um, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Like, earn your breakfast. Eat between 9 and 5 or 9 and 6 every day. Don't eat before 9 a.m. Try not to eat. Again, change that if you, yeah. you're working different hours. Um, you, your stomach is not like a garbage processing plant that can run 24 hours a day without breaking. It needs a break. So give it a break. Um, and, you know, I do believe in some vitamins. And the reason I believe in them is, you know, we own a farm in Vermont and, and the soil on the farm, it's, it's not nutrient dense. I had to go get seaweed. I had to load you know, cow manure on the farm in order to get it to be nutrient dense. And so the food we're eating, even the salads we're eating these days, they don't have the same nutrients that we had a hundred years ago. So you do need, you do need those vitamins, those supplements. That, that's what I, I mean, believe. Everybody says like, you know, when they go to Europe, they eat anything, they don't put on weight. When they come back to the US, they eat nothing and they put on weight. So there must be some truth to that, that it's just completely... Listen, you and I started a company. We started a company today. We're in the food business. We got a contract with the government. We're going to feed half America. We're feeling really good about it. You and I take the company public. We're crushing it. We sit down for our quarterly meeting with our investors. We're like, you know, if we change that one ingredient, we could save 4 million bucks a year. Yeah, we'll probably change that ingredient. You know, if we bring in that food scientist and he sprinkles a little bit of magic dust on these chips that we make, people are going to eat five times as many. We're probably going to do it. So even with the most altruistic intentions you and I had when we started our food company, once we're being measured and held accountable by investors in the system that we live in, we start making decisions that, again, are not driven by the ancient Indian grandfather that knew how to live or grandma out of China that studied holistic medicine or Japan, or you name it, we're driven by business. Business. We got to make money. So what does that, that mean for the average person, though? That's just that sound like doom and gloom. Well, that means that the average person, if they're not awake and aware, is eating Velveeta cheese 
and scrolling on their phone and not moving. So wake the fuck up, right? And and start moving and start eating healthy and beware that um, just because it's on a shelf doesn't mean it's healthy. Just because it's in front of you and, and you see other people doesn't mean it's healthy. I gotta, how would my kid know, my 15, my 16 year old last night, Every night he's he, he's doing business, so I can't really complain. He's got this little business where he's buying and selling used wrestling gear, which is absolutely insane to me. But so he's you know he's got an answer for him. Dad, I'm doing business, but I'm like he doesn't. How would he know that it's not good to be staring at the phone? Like how would he know? He didn't sit in a teepee with me and my wife one day where we laid out the way you know the optimal way to live. He's just looking around him. He's seeing his friends. He's reading advertisements. And this is the way he lives now. So, so that whole generation follows suit. I, I have to ask you um, because I'm sure most people around you are are very healthy, very fit. They're probably people that are like very similar to you. But I'm very curious why they're not. No, no. I was gonna. Well, I was gonna ask you why you're so fired up because I would have assumed your day to day, you're around oh, people fight, that are living I the same with, lifestyle. I, I fight with my family every. I fight with everybody. I fight with friends. Sometimes I'm walking in the street in Boston pre-pandemic. I'd see somebody drinking a soda. I take it out of their hand. Like I, I try my. And I, by the way, I make mistakes too. I'm not by no means am I perfect, but you'd have to like, where would I find those people you just described to be around me? Like they're, it's like, it's a pittance. Whole foods exists, but that's yeah. a, tiny, a tiny number of people that shop there. It's so wild to me because I notice even people in my circle, like they're trying to be healthier. Everybody's doing intermittent fasting. Everybody's on this peptide. Everybody's not drinking anymore. So I see it, but it's an entrepreneur crowd. It's a totally an entrepreneur crowd. Everybody listens to the podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm biased. You're in a, you're in a bubble. You're living. I know in a I am. Yeah, I know. And that's not the reality of most people. Do you drink or no? no. I, I'm Sunday. I was with a very high ranking general who run, who's in charge of all special operations command. And, and they did a toast for uh, a couple of Navy SEALs that just died. Mm. And I did the toast with them because it was the right thing to do. But no, I don't, I don't drink. Um, I want to, I want to switch gears for a second and just pick your brain about some of the stuff you've done with your own brand because you've built a really good one and you've had a podcast or you still have a podcast you've interviewed what six seven hundred people like a lot of people you wrote a book um what are some of the lessons that you've learned when you've been building out your own brand what has it done for you how has it helped i know you're doing a lot of this during COVID too you're you're doing vlogs and whatnot so give a rundown on that because you've done this at, a, at an amazing scale people can learn from you too yeah. So everybody, everybody wants to build a personal brand. You got to write a book. You don't have to charge for the book. You don't have to get it published. You could give it away for free. How do you write a book? Write a page a day, write one page a day, go back after a year, you got 300, you know, edit it, shrink it, whatever. But one, everybody could write a page a day today with AI. You could probably write two pages a day. So it's so easy. You just go write on a book a day. If you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> you write, write a page a day. And the reason you need a book is because you got to believe in something. You got to stand for something. What's that philosophy you have? Why are you doing what you do? And it gets you airtime. It gets you uh, the ability to um, to talk to folks, to become interesting, et cetera. Yeah. So you got you to have a book. Uh, podcast is great for me because I learn stuff. Talking to, talking to you, I learn, right? Hopefully you talking to me, you learn. And so uh, selfishly, really good 
for me to have the podcast. Um, I don't really have a lot of time to to do the podcast. I, I kind of squeeze it in. Hopefully in the next year, once I'm fully back on my feet coming out of COVID with this damn company, um, I'll have I'll have people running the business more day to day the way it was pre-pandemic and I could focus more on that on that media. Um make videos, make as you know, that was the that was a mistake I made. I, I started doing this a long, long time ago. I could have been massive on social media, but my instinct in 2007, my instinct in 2007 was, you know what? I'm the anti-social guy. I'm on the farm. I'm in the. I'm on the farm in Vermont. You want to learn? To, you you come to the farm. So I just I wasn't into it, and and I I stood against it. But now I realize that if I do want to change lives, I've got to somehow reach people and pull them into you know tickle them, get them excited somehow. Has it? Has it? I mean, like now, like uh, post pandemic. Obviously, pandemic just was brutal for for everything you were working on. I think uh, you had to lay off a significant amount of people. Do you notice that sort of rebounding from the pandemic, like leaning into the personal brand, has it been a big help to the business or has it been a distraction? Like just walk me through all the shit that you went through during the pandemic and after, because that's a really- I'm still, I'm still going through it. It's a disaster. Um, I sold $50 million worth of tickets. By the time the pandemic hit and shut the country down, I already sold $50,000, 500,000 tickets. I couldn't deliver on those tickets because every race around the world got shut down. I had yeah. 500,000 customers that wanted to torch me, burn me, you know, tar and feather me alive because they had trained and they paid for their race. And they wanted their money back and they wanted a race. Couldn't believe that I listened to the government. And I shut the races down. I did the right thing. I gave everybody two tickets. I said, when the, when the world opens back up again in two weeks, four weeks max, everybody will get two races for every one race. Took me two years to get the races opened again. Um, what I failed to realize was that I gave away $100 million worth of tickets. So when the races opened back up, the first $100 million in revenue didn't come in. Those were all free. That was a disaster. So I had accumulated all these bills and all these, you know, headaches during those two years that then I had to contend with starting in 2023. Last year, the Wall Street Journal called and I think it was August and they said, um, hey, we want to do a story. We heard you're having a tough time paying your bills. We'd like to do a story on the cover of the bankruptcy section of the Wall Street Journal. I said, oh, that's great. That's really helpful for society. I'm trying to get people healthy, signing up for events. You want to do a story around how Joe can't pay his bills so that you get more clicks to your magazine, genius. Obviously, I was upset, but then I thought, you know, it's really just the universe testing me. The universe is pissed off that I made so many people do burpees all these years. This is just a test. The universe so, be grateful. <laughs> so I, I somehow pushed through. Um, we are much, much, much better than we were when we started. Mm -hmm. um, the journey coming out of COVID, but I'm, I'm not quite there yet. But I mean... Listen, like I think that decimated everybody, and I don't think there could have been a worse business to be in than, than what you had during COVID. That like you couldn't do anything. I'm assuming. Couldn't do anything. Yeah, I get it. What's the if you were going to take you know all the shit that you've dealt with over the past say five years, just wrap it into one lesson? What would that lesson be? There's a great saying. I don't I don't have it memorized in my head, but um, perseverance is is much 
more powerful than intelligence, uh, much more powerful than being well-funded, much more powerful than the greatest. Like if you can persevere and just be the person that doesn't quit, you win. I love so, it. Yeah. Um, um, at one point, I had to call the Federal Reserve. I looked online. I see if they had a phone number. And um, they answered. And I did a Zoom call with the Fed. And I had to negotiate with them for 211 days to help help us get through this thing. So, like, no one would ever thought you could call the Federal Reserve. Like, I, I had no choice. I, like called and they answered the phone <laughs> it's unbelievable but you know it's like you listen want, it's like you want to call god and he answers <laughs> it's a testament though because people that people that build impressive shit they can figure it out it's a certain kind of person and you go down a rabbit hole that that you have to save whatever you've built and that's where you end up on the phone with the federal Reserve. <laughs> but that's that's testament to who you are as an entrepreneur i think i think that's why you're successful in the first place that's what allows you to do something for 10 years without really making a lot of money the same attitude. I was. I was successful. Yeah. And you will be again. Um, what do you, so, you know, as you move forward, restructuring, rebuilding Spartan, Spartan race, you're building a, a massive personal brand. I mean, you know, you say that you were behind on social, but you've, you've been on Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, like you've been on some pretty impressive podcasts. So I say you're not doing too bad. Um, sort of what's next for you? What's the uh, next five years look like? Well, completely nursed this thing back to health. I wrote a, um, I wrote a fiction story that takes place um, in the modern times, but also goes back to ancient Sparta. And it's awesome, if I do say so myself. And someday, in the next 10 years, I'm going to make a full-featured film, high-budget, full-featured film like Batman Begins around this ancient and modern story of Sparta that that is going to hopefully tickle the universe in a way that gets people doing all the stuff you and I just spoke of. I love it. Cause you were even, you were in, uh, I don't remember the name of the city, but you were in that city with Gerard Butler for like the 2,500 year anniversary of this battle, right? That was the Spartan battle. Thermopylae. So, Thermopylae was it. the battle. Yeah. Um, and we were in Sparta, Greece when it I was got in Sparta, Greece, of course, that would be yeah. the city. <laughs> Fucking idiot. And my, and my phone was blowing up from my wife and everybody. They just, Trump just shut the country down. You have to leave. And I was like, you know, let me get my 300 burpees done. And I got my 300 burpees. I love every time I'm in Sparta, I have to do my 300 burpees as the sun is coming. It's it's just, it's a great moment. And, and I do those, got my burpees done and then headed to Athens and work my way home. I love it, dude. If you could, if you could look back and you could tell your 20 year old self one thing, what would that thing be? Have patience, spend less, listen more. Good advice. Very good advice. And then I think the most important thing, where, where should people connect with you? If you want to send them somewhere, where would it be? I'll Shoot me an email, joeitspartan.com. Joe Shoot me an email, make it short. I really can't last land uh, no more than two sentences. Love <laughs> to say hello to you. You can find me on Instagram, real Joe DeSena. Um, Where are you physically located? Where am I? I'm Fort Lauderdale. 
So I just moved down from Toronto. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of those post COVID transplants. <laughs> oh, nice. But, oh, good. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, too bad. I can't get you to move to Orlando. I got the office here in Orlando. Um, I'm, I'm going up. I'm going up at the end of the month. I have a, I have a conference that I'm speaking at in Orlando, but listen, oh, nice. you're, you're, yeah. What's the name of the conference? Uh, Podfest. So Podfest. I'm doing a panel there. Funny enough. <laughs> and yeah. is it at, where is it in Orlando? Uh, at the wind, uh, Windham. Windham. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, right. Hit, me, hit me up for sure. Let's get together. And yeah. what I would challenge you with is um, go out to your whole community um, yeah. and have them send you a note. You collect like a spreadsheet of uh, everybody that wants to race on us. Anywhere, but it'd be cool if you came out and you got to energize your community in person on us. By the way, if you're listening to this and you own a company or an organization or a charity or whatever, or you, or you personally know any, um, I'll give you the title right to that event. So let's say Sebring, which is close to you. I have a race in Sebring. Um, and it might be coming up here in Sebring. It is coming up here. Um, if you want to name that event, you want to get the title sponsor, I'll just give it to you. You invite everybody out, yeah. some companies, bring some charities. All you got to do is, um, you know, shake hands and kiss babies while you're there. It'll make yourself look cool. We'll give you a Spartan shirt. Uh, you, don't even have to, you don't even have to do the race. We won't tell anybody. No, no, no. I want to do that. Listen, I'm not that out of shape. I can do the fucking race. I'll, I'll, so round, if I'm round, going out, I'll do the race. Round a ton of people up. I will yeah. literally change the trajectory of your business by doing like if you lean into this. It's not. By the yeah. way, I'm not asking for anything. It will change the trajectory of your business. I'll do it. I'll do it. Now this is this is recorded, so you got it. So I'll do it. I got a. I got. Listen, I got the podcast, and then I. So since I moved down here. I'm building out a network of entrepreneurs, of high-performing individuals, really because I wanted to build a community around like the work that I do. So I got people down here already. So that'd be a lot of fun. I'd appreciate that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's your yeah. it's your it's your um, asset to run with. So when we when we disconnect and stop recording, I'll I'll fill you in on some more. That sounds good. Um, okay, last thing. Uh, if you were gonna look, you know, you know look back at all the things that you've accomplished. You've had an incredible career. Uh, you are still in the process of building uh, and you will, you'll build Spartan Spartan race back. I have no doubt 10 X what it was before um, because that's who you are as a person. But when you look to the future, what does success mean to you? I just want to change lives. I just want to figure out a sustainable way to run this business and change tons and tons of lives. It gives me selfishly, it gives me a ton of energy it gives me satisfaction. It's a great way to get paid. I feel good about it. I can't even imagine if I was selling handbags or cigarettes or anything that, you know, most of us have to sell to put food on the table. I get to do this. And so I just want to do it more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.